Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Liberty and the Law, the podcast series that examines the critical elements of a strong legal defense in criminal cases. Join respected attorney James Dore for this lively discussion on the rights of criminal defendants and the important role defense attorneys play in our legal system. When we talk about the American legal system, at the very heart of the discussion is the jury system. Now, perhaps many of us think of that or kind of look at it with a with a wary eye as there's a sense of dread about maybe being called for jury duty, but the ability to have your case heard by a jury of your peers if you're a defendant is, is really a unique element of our society. Now, what about the jury process as viewed by an experienced attorney? Well, that's the view we'll get today as I welcome criminal defense attorney James Dore back to Liberty and the Law. And we'll get his thoughts on this particular topic. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. Uh, glad to be back with you for another edition of Liberty and the Law, this uh, outstanding podcast series to talk about uh, different elements of, of the law and criminal defense in particular. Well, now, for all the in-depth conversations we've had regarding various aspects of legal process, we've never really tackled this issue, so I'm looking forward to it today. James, I know you are too, so thanks for taking the time to come back and visit. Oh, hey, thanks, Jim. It's it's good to be back on Liberty and the Law, and I'm looking forward to a uh, discussion about uh, jury trials. And, and in doing that, I know from conversations you feel very strongly about the value of jury trials, not so much even from your line of work, because, uh, but rather because what it represents for our society. This is, this is really a constitutional right, and it's, it's a unique piece of American history, isn't it? Uh, it definitely. It, it really, it's, it's always been present in, in the Americas, even back to our colonial days, as part of our common law you know, tradition with, uh, with uh, the English common law uh, system. So I think it's really uh, the jury and the jury system, it's, fun, it, you know, it's fundamental to you know, safeguarding you know, individual liberty in a, in a broader context, but also for the individual criminal defendant, it's very important. So you know, really our whole system of justice relies on this jury system um, to, to safeguard our, our rights. And I think it's important that people you know, keep that in mind, that there's, there's a a lot more than just one trial going on. It's really, you know, it's it's a whole system that it that it uh, that it's involved here. And and we see it, you know, as as just members of the public from the process potentially of being called to serve on a jury, and and many of us do that because of what you just said, the, you know, the importance to 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 how our system operates, and um, uh, many people willingly go and, and take that role. But we we sort of look at it from from our side. There's a selection right, process. Right, because I'm, I'm the wrong the person to ask about advice yeah. on how to get out of going to jury duty. <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I think the system is really that important that as citizens we need to take that that uh, uh, that duty seriously. Yeah, yeah, and that's right, and that's that's why when we're in that room, you know, we have to understand what it is that we're trying to to protect and represent. Now, but there's a there's a selection process. Uh, we'll go in in a large group. And that group will get narrowed down to to a group of twelve or so, or in different different numbers in different cases, perhaps. But as you look at it from an attorney, when that pool of people comes in, tell me about the selection process. That what works through your mind as you're you're preparing for a trial and looking at people. Sure. Well, the the ultimate process it's called voir dire. It's a, it's a, the process of selecting jurors through uh, questioning uh, the, the prospective jurors, and then. Mm-hmm. Choosing from that pool, um, that, that jury panel that we think will be the fairest. So, 
the defense attorney has rights to, or defendant has rights to um, challenge certain jurors, either for cause or you can remove somebody for without cause with a peremptory challenge. And the same goes f for the state's attorney's office as well. So they can challenge uh, jurors for you know, what they think would be potential bias. And ultimately, the judge is conducting this, this, this questioning to make sure that you know, it's a fair process, fair to both sides, and then with the ultimate goal of impaneling a fair and impartial jury for the trial. And in terms of seeking that fairness and impartiality, what sort of things are you looking for when you interview the jurors, potentially? I'm looking for any hint of bias that would predispose them to um, you know, not be inclined to rule my client's favor uh, you know, after hearing the evidence. Um, you know, both sides want a fair jury, right? But I want the jury a little more fair to my side than the other side. You know what I mean? So you're, uh -huh. you're, you're really looking for potential biases. But, you know, everybody brings, you know, whatever experience from their walk of life into that jury pool. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm trying to look at, you know, broader tendencies and, you know, and, and any clue I can get from the individual juror that they may not be inclined to, to, to vote you know, with my client. They may not like the, the type of, the, you know, the crime or the way my client looks or anything like that. So I'm looking for potential biases like that. Would you be looking to, you know, asking them about, or, and maybe there's limits on what you can or can't ask them, uh, about their employment, about perhaps their hobbies and interests, things like that, that might give you a hint of what you're looking for? Boy, just about anything could be subject to questioning in, in that overall view of impaneling a fair and impartial jury. Now, you know, the, the, the judges control the, the questioning process. You know, obviously it's in their courtroom. They're controlling the manner to make sure that this is, like I said, a fair process. And the judge can participate in questions or be the only one questioning the jurors, or the judge may allow the defense attorney and the prosecutor to ask the questions. Um, and really, it, you know, if you're allowed to, to ask the questions, and we can go as far as the judge will let us. Just it's you know we're in a mm -hmm. conversation with a juror. We're trying to ask some you know simple questions like you know what what, what TV shows do you like to watch? You know, um, you, what magazines do you read? Uh, you know things like you said. What what do you do for a living? And whatever they're they're bringing from their walk of life into that jury pool. So what we're trying to you know bring out through questioning. What who do we have sitting here? What, mm -hmm. what can we find out? And now, now, once that jury is seated, they've been selected, um, what sort of instructions do, do they receive before a trial begins so that um, they know what their responsibilities are? Right. Generally, there will be standardized jury instructions for, for let's say, the, we're talking in a criminal trial here. So mm -hmm. there'll be standard jury instructions that will, say, list the charge that's uh, the charges or charge or charges faced, and then the elements of those charges that the prosecutor has to prove, you know, uh, to convict for, say, a DUI um, charge, they would have to prove that, you know, there was some amount of alcohol involved and the amount of alcohol was over 0.08 or that the defendant was you know, impaired by the amount of alcohol. So they will have instructions, you know, point by point, the elements of the mm -hmm. charge, and the jury would rely on those instructions in deliberating in, in the room. Uh, Attorney James Dorr of Lavelle Law is my guest today. We're, we're talking about the importance of and the function of a jury trial in the American court system. Uh, James Dorr has been defending clients in court for more than several decades and has been sharing his 
knowledge of criminal defense here on Liberty and Law for the past year, and always a pleasure to learn from him when he uh, when he visits. You can find out more about the work that James does at LavelleLaw.com. Um, and I want to find out more about the work you do in the court when, when we're talking about dealing with a jury in a trial. What are what are you trying to impart to members of the jury as, as you face them and kind of guide them through the evidence? Really, I'm, I'm asking a jury to, to be fair and to wait until the end of the trial before making up their mind. And keep in mind the prosecutor has a burden of proof, but the prosecutor also gets to, to put on their case first. Their witnesses go mm-hmm. first. So I, I will be, I'll get a chance to cross-examine those witnesses in, you know, one at a time when, the, when they're done putting on their direct testimony. But I want the, the jury to, I want them to just hang on a minute. You're hearing one side of the story, but just hang on until we hear the other side. You know, I got some mm-hmm. stuff for you, too. Just wait till we get to the end before you make up your mind. I think that's crucial uh, in, in, in criminal cases that the jury um, take the time to consider all the evidence presented. Um, and that's what I'm asking, to, to it, can, just consider that evidence at, at the end of the trial. Yeah, and, and is your approach need to be a mix of, of making your case and refuting the case that the prosecution is making? I mean, a defense uh, a position could be simply refuting the, the, the state's attorney's case. But a lot of times I'll have my own theory, and, I want, and the facts that, as they come out in trial are going to hopefully fit my theory of the case. And that way I can... You know, tell the because a jury it's easier to um, hold on to a story than it is to say, you know, listen to everything at the end and say what what just happened here. You know, if I'm giving them an alternative theory at the beginning, and as they hear the facts of the case, like yeah, that's what that defense lawyer was saying, then it that helps our case. So I like to put up, you know, um, like I said, our our version or our side of the case and our and our theory in in uh, contesting the state's case yeah do you ever do you ever have to kind of caution yourself uh maybe not to cross the line of providing too much information and overloading jurors or, or do you have to just put everything you can out there uh you know it, it really comes down to what your theory is and how complex the case is but absolutely you don't promise a jury anything unless you can deliver it so mm-hmm. i don't say the evidence will show x unless i think it'll show that Right, and that's what the, a lot of times the state's attorney's office will run into that problem. They'll promise, um, you know, a clear-cut guilty, you know, on a case, and then when you chip away at the case, uh, you know, through cross-examining witnesses, by the end of it, it's not so clear-cut. You know, so that's mm-hmm. that's really you got to be pro- you got to be careful what you promise a jury because they will hold you to your word. If you promise them something, you better deliver. So that's what I ask the jury is, you know, I'm not necessarily promised them anything, but I'm asking them to hold out and wait till the end of all the evidence before making up their mind because I want them to hold them hold the state's attorney's office to their promise at the beginning of the case, what they said the facts will show. Mm-hmm. And how do, you, how do you try, I guess for lack of a better term, try and connect with the jurors while you're presenting your case? Uh, they're people. So you try to talk to people one-on-one as much as you can. Um, it starts with the voir dire and talking to the juror uh, one-on-one during that process and trying to develop a relationship. Um, you know, it's they're involved in this trial the same as everybody else. We're all in that room and we're all, you know, we're riding this thing out till the end. And, um, you know, we have to keep the, just remember, they're, they're, they're humans, they'll, they'll get bored 
if you don't provide a little entertainment in this, in this process. Um, you know, you, you got to be honest with them. Um, and, I, and I think it's just developing that relationship, that rapport with the jurors um, during the trial, I think, is important. And can you, uh, can you hope to do that with all 12 members of a juror, or do you get a sense that there's always one or two who, who might be, for lack of a better term, ringleaders that you really want to kind of concentrate on, on those folks? Right. Well, I want to get my one standard bearer back in that jury room. I, I want to get one person who's going to fight for my client in that back room because I can't go back there. I can't go there and, 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 and argue anything else. I, mean, I may have arguments for every question they have back there, but I'm not there. So hopefully mm-hmm. during that trial, I provided, you know, through, through how I do put on my case, I provided that, that answers to those questions. And I've given my standard bearer the ammo he needs to fight for my client in that jury room. I need somebody fighting for me back there. And the same as the prosecutor is going to want somebody as well. So, you know, the, when the jurors get in that room and nobody's watching and they have that opportunity to, to deliberate, you know, I want, I want as many as I, as I can on my side right away, but I definitely want somebody that's going to stand up and say, this is a not guilty and, and fight for me. Interesting. So we've, we've kind of talked about the process and, and, um, Got, got your opinion on jury trials that you know certainly flaws uh, we we hear of things that um, maybe aren't always the way you want them to be but from what you know i mean this this sure sounds like it's really the best way of hand, handling trials to have this jury process that we've got here in in the u.s you know jim it's it, it it's a human endeavor so it, there will be flaws just inherent in there but i don't think you'll find a fairer system and one that safeguards individual liberty uh in a better fashion than the jury trial and the fact that one citizen has a, has a right to show up and participate at this level. It's hugely important. I mean, worldwide, you don't see that in that, in all that many countries. So this is in particular for an American, this is a, is a, is a, um, this is I think one of the biggest rights that we could name as far as protecting Mm -hmm. these individual liberties. Well, um, as always, my thanks to uh, uh, Attorney James Dwar Lavelle Law for being here. Fantastic discussion today, and certainly look forward to uh, talking with him down the road again on, on future topics. Uh, LavelleLaw.com is a great place to find out more about James. Uh, you can also call 847-705-7555 if you're looking for a direct way to connect with uh, him and ask questions of your own. Uh, we'll do our best to ask questions on your behalf with uh, future discussions here on Liberty and the Law.